Today's daf is daf Lamed Hay, page 35. In the Heilige Mesecha site, we're going to pick up from the very bottom line of Lamed Dalit Amad Beis. And this Gemara, as you've noticed, is a little bit, not a, lot, a little bit, a lot of bit, back and forth between two eras. The spying of the Meraglim and the crossing of the Yardim. Okay? We had a Gzera Shava with the connecting the Psukim, and that led us onto the story of the Meraglim. So we keep like dabbling in the Meraglim, but at the same time going back to our, uh, to our uh, you know, our original uh, timeline of the crossing of the Yardim. So here we go. We're still, we're, we're with the uh, Meraglim now. So, Ve'yashuvu. See that? Bottom line. Ve'yashuvu mitur ha'aretz. The Meraglim came back from spying out the land of Israel. What did they do? Vayelchu, they came. Uh, I'm sorry, they went. Vayavohu, and they came. They went, and they came. Amar Rabbi Yechanan, Mishum Rabbi Ben Yechai. Rabbi Yechanan says in the name of Rabbi Ben Yechai. All right, Chaver, we're getting ready for Lag Baimer over here. Yeah. It says, they went, and they came. What does it mean they went and they came? We're comparing their leaving to go spy out the land to their returning, which means, just like when they came back, it was not with good intentions. So too, when they left, also, there was not good intentions. All right? Now, what does it mean? See, you're going to see what you want to see. You're going to see what you want to see. That's the, that's the bottom line. All right? It's like by Kairach. One of the Kairach's claims against Aaron. He says, oh, silly, silly, willy. You know? Aaron, what are you doing? Picking up all us Slavian and waving us like a lulav. How ridiculous is that? You know what Aaron did? He waved, picked up. He, he physically picked up over 22,000 Slavian in a few hour period. All right? So, is that possible? Humanly possible? No. There's a miracle happening. It doesn't make a difference. If Kairach wants to see something, he's going to see something. Says the Torah, when they left to spy out Eretz Yisrael, it already was with the intention of, I don't plan on seeing things that are good. We see this so easily with other people. Some people just don't want to make things work. It's much easier to see things in other people, right? But in, in ourselves too, we go with a preconceived idea. We have a preconceived notion of how we want things to work. We can ask Shilas in Halacha in this way too, by the way. You can ask Shilas. That's why it's very hard. Not Chas V'Shalom, anybody's trying to do anything wrong, but it's very hard to trust a quote that people make from a, from a Gadol or from a Paisik. And it's not because anybody did anything wrong, but it goes by the way you ask the question. Okay? It goes by the way, the way you present the question is going to be all the person answering can know. And therefore you'll get the answering that you want to get. And I've seen this many, many, many times. I started seeing it in others, because that's the f- much more fun to see it in others. Then I'm like, hey, maybe I'm like this too. And you know, kacha. That's <laughs> how, it's how it is. got to make sure that you're presenting in, present in an honest way. And they came back to B'nai Yisrael. And they said, they said, We came to the land. And Uksiv, and it says, FS ki azaam, however, the nation is very strong. Now, what does this mean? So, Omar Rabbi says, Simon, MS Levadoi Levaya. A way to remember what we're about to say is, MS Levadoi and Levaya. What does it mean? Mishum Rav Meir. 
there's going to be a, this daf, so many life messages. Here we go. Any negative thing you say about somebody or something that doesn't have truth in the beginning, it doesn't have kiyum at the end. What does this mean? You have to be very wary of information that sounds really good because when the person started out, they seem to know what they're talking about. Any Lashon Hara that start out as MS and ends up as Sheker is Sheker. But if you want it to be accepted, you have to start out as MS. Here's what they did. They came back, the Meraglim came back, and they said to the nation, they said, Banu el we came to the place, and it's Eretz of Aschalavudvash. But the people are crazy big, and it's fortified. And so they start out with something good, and then they kind of work their way into, uh, into something uh, negative. So we have a problem here. We have these 10 spies speaking negatively about Klal Yisrael in a very sin- about, B'nai, about Eretz Yisrael, I'm sorry, in a very sinister way. What happens? So Kalev and Yoshua were tzaddikim. They're not going to stand for this. So what does Kalev do? Kalev's the doer. Remember from yesterday? Right? He's the one who's going to go to Hebron. He's going to dive in to stay away from these guys. Kalev said, hush, hush, everybody quiet. Omar Rabba Rabba says, you know how he got them quiet? He was, he, he kind of seduced them with his words. What does it mean? That um, uh, Kalev came out very stark. Kalev was, was very strong. He's like, yeah, you're not, uh, what are you guys talking about? However, Pasach Yeshua the Kamishtahi, Yeshua saw, I'm sorry, just the opposite. Kalev, let me start again. Vayas Kalev Esa Kalev seduced the people and silenced them towards Moshe. What does that mean? Amar Rabba. He seduced them with words. Now let me explain what this is. I, Kalev wasn't the first to talk. The way I presented it is that Kalev spoke. It's not true. Here's what happened. Pasach Yeshua the Kamishtai. First, Yeshua spoke. And Amri Leh, they said to him, Din Reish Ketia Yamalo? Should this person who's a Reish Ketia, who has no future, he's the one who's going to speak in front of us? Okay, what does this mean? Says Rashi, he didn't have any descendants. Didn't have any descendants. And everybody said to Yeshua, who are you to tell everybody to go in there? So you don't have children. Who cares if you don't have children? First of all, you have no skin in the game. You got no skin in the game to inherit or to solve. Secondly, and this is going to sound familiar, your kids are, going to, or your, your kids are in the IDF, so to speak. Your kids are going to fight going into their zone. We're telling people that they're strong. They're risking, they're going to to die. You don't have kids who are going to fight in battle. So of course it's easy for you to say. They're talking to the God of Ador. They're talking to the God of Ador. But when you don't want something to happen, it doesn't matter who's talking. It doesn't matter. You lose your respect for them. So they said to Yeshua, who are you? Dain Reish Ketim Amar. So Kalev, this is where he got them with his words. Kalev said, if I do like him, Amri Bey Milsa Vachasmani, they'll come up with another excuse why I'm, why I don't know what I'm talking about either. Okay, Amar Lahain. Therefore, he said as follows: You think this is the only thing my Sharbenu did? Oh, the son of Amram. You think this is the only thing the son of Amram did? That son of an Amram, right? That son of Amram. He's speaking negatively about my Sharbenu. First of all, he's not calling him by name. And he says, you think it's the only thing that he did? And they're all like, shh, okay, shh, what else did Moshe do to us? Yeah, what else did he do to us? 
Savri Bignusei, they thought that negatively, he's going to speak. So Ishtikla, everybody's like, yeah, go, go, Khalid, go, yeah. Amar Lahu, he said to them, I'll tell you what else son of Amram did. He took us out of Egypt. He split the arms of Echlan. As the money brought the And if Aisha were to say, make ladders and go up to the heavens, like Nishma, wouldn't we follow him? Aloy Nala, let's go up your Ashway song. We could do it. The guy married. Huh? That's right. Yeah, right? Very good. Right? We could do this. Okay. So now we have a. A debate. We have the ten spies who don't have good intentions, and they're like, "Well, we can't do this." And you have Kalev who says, "It don't matter. We have Hashem on our side, and let's just do it." But the other spies responded, "It's impossible." Papa says, "Listen to these words that they're saying." The Muraglam did a big thing, not in a good way. By saying we can't do it, you know what they did? When they said that the people are stronger than us, it's not just us, who's us? The royal we will call it. Us with Hashem. By saying we can't do it, you know what they were saying? God can't do it. Why make such a foolish remark? What? what? Oh, I'll tell you why they make a foolish it's remark. It's the Huh? But no, but the Miraglam had their agenda. The Miraglam had their agenda. And they're saying God can't do it. Otherwise, why are you mentioning this? They, they, they said they're greater than us. That's the literal words that the spies said. Let me ask you a question. Who's fighting? The people will fight. No, God's going to fight. Yes, by yes. definition. So that's what Rabbi says. By saying we can't do it. You know what you're saying? God can't do something. And that's a Dover Gadol. These spies did a Dover Gadol. So to speak. Even the, the, the homeowner in the cannot get the Kananim out of there. So what they were doing is not by saying we can't do it. Not only claiming Klai Yisrael is a weakling. They're saying everything that Klai Yisrael stands for. And our relationship with our God, God himself is not able to do this. So they're saying the creator who created the, the giants... The create yes, exactly. And the creator who told us to go in is not going to be able to do it. Eretz Eichelas Yashvehi. Okay, good. Eretz, fine, to be continued later. Eretz Eichelas Yashvehi. It's a land, Eichelas Yashveha, that swallows those that live in it. Why they say Eretz is a land of those who swallow those in it? Listen to this, cover You could, again, you could see something and it's the greatest miracle on your behalf. But if you don't want to see it in a good way, you'll bless for me. Dabar Darash Rava, Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu, Kadosh Baruch Hu said in his head, so to speak. Ani Chashavti Al Taiva. What Kadosh Baruch Hu did when the Miraglim walked out of Eretz Yisrael, he didn't want them to be attacked. So you know what he did? Kadosh Baruch Hu did a, a, a miracle. Kadosh Baruch Hu did something good. Vehim Chashu Lara, and they viewed it bad. Ani Chashavti Al Taiva. Hashem says, I had people die. With good intentions, meaning to call every city that the Muragam came to, the most important person in the town would die. And this way, the people were involved in the Leviah. People would be busy. They wouldn't notice when people are in crisis, they don't notice other things that are happening. And they're not going to ask, Who are you spies? They're not going to chase after them. 
Vigdami, some say, the people were involved in being having a spadim. Fine. Bottom line is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did them a favor. But what happened? The Miraglim went, and if you don't want to see it in a good way, you'll see it, you, you won't. And they said, Everybody's dying in this place. It's nuts. It's crazy. People just dropped that. <laughs> okay, that's what you want to see? That's what you'll see. Okay? It's, a, it's a land of Those who eat, it's a... It's a land that eats its inhabitants. If we have time later, it's a long daf. I, I, I could get stuck on like every line here. But there's a beautiful vart from uh, Rabbi Nachman on what Eretz Echel is Yeshva about it. So remind me. And we were like grasshoppers in their eyes, and so were we in their eyes. You hear this? It's fascinating. They were playing um, mind reader. We felt like grasshoppers. And they viewed us like grasshoppers. How do you know they viewed you like grasshoppers? The Maraglim were lying over here. If you want to say that we viewed ourselves like grasshoppers, then you could live. Meaning, what you're saying could be true. They viewed us like this. How in the world are they supposed to know how the Kananim viewed them? The Gemara says, Velahi. They didn't necessarily lie because kihave mebri avili tuse arze. Because what happened was when the um, they would serve the meals to the avelim tuse arza have mavri. They would serve it underneath these large trees. Vechichazinu. And what happened was when they were eating in mourning, but they would see again. They were very large people, and they saw the chazi. They they saw the maraglim. Soku Yasvi Be'ilane, the the Miraglim would try to uh, hide and, and walk up a tree, hide hide behind the branches. Shami and they heard the Kamri Chazin and Shidam the Kamsi Be'ilane. We saw people that look like grasshoppers. Okay, maybe it's possible. No, it's when they were hiding to not be seen. It could be they're like, hey, well, there's little whippersnappers over there. <laughs> you know, so maybe they you know maybe they weren't necessarily uh, lying. And everybody believed the Maraglim and they started crying. The day the Maraglim, the day the Maraglim gave this negative report was the day of Erev Tishabov. The night of Tishabov, they cried. And forever Tishabov is going to be a night of, uh, of crying, of wailing. Now what happened was, Klau Yisrael wanted to kill Yeshua and Kalev. Not only did they listen to Maraglim, and not Yeshua and Kalev, they wanted to kill Yeshua and Kalev. Ba'avonim, by stoning them. Uksiv, and it says, The, the, the honor of HaKadosh Baruch Hu appeared at the Ayomayr, Amr Chiyah Baraba. Chiyah Baraba says, Malami shanadlu avonim uzrakum klap imala. By trying to stone uh, Yeshua and Kalev, it was Kaviyachol, so to speak, as if they're trying to stone the Rebbein Yishlelem. Yeah? By, uh, with the same logic that we spoke earlier, yeah, that Yeshua and Kalev were there saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to go in, this is what he told us to do, and, uh, and we have a Chiv to do it. Ultimately, all the men who, all the Meraglim, they all died in a plague. Amr of Shem Lakish, they died in a in a way that was very clear to everybody that they spoke Lashon Hara and what they did was wrong. Okay, 
What, how, what happened? Amr of Chanina Bar Papa. Rabbi Chanina Bar Papa says, Darash Rabbi Shila Ishkfar Tamarta, in the name of Rabbi Shila from Kfar Tamarta, Malamed Shanish Tarbev Lishainam Venafal Al Tiburag. The Maraglim's tongues extended all the way down to their navel, to their Tiburam, they're called their belly buttons, and worms came out of their tongues and went, entered their, 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 their navel, and then they kind of made like a, 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 like a light rail tram. Yeah? It's going in circles with bugs going uh, down the tongue into the belly, back up, down the tongue into the belly, and that's ultimately um, how they died. It was very clear Obviously, that it was lashon hara. It was a sin. It was a sin of the tongue and the and the the slyness and the slickness of what came from the tongue. Everybody saw Gans fine that the Maraglim had sinned. They died a misa of Askarta, which elsewhere the Gemara tells us is the most painful of all the deaths, and that is when there's a illness which uh, constricts the lungs. So they also was an illness of the mouth. They couldn't they, they couldn't breathe, and there's a lot of torture, uh, a, a lot of uh, torture involved in it. it. Feels like you're you're being strangled, and um, that uh, so it's machlek is how they die. But either way, everybody agrees that the death very clearly to everybody was uh, something that that uh, came through lashon hara. Okay, period, and we're going to hold it here with the maraglim. Let's go back to how we got onto the maraglim, which is. Um, which is the uh, crossing of the Yardin. Okay, so we have the setting. We have the setting of the Yardin. The Kahanim are holding the Aran, right? And they went in, they stuck there, they put their feet in first. The Yardin split. Kleisol goes in. The water comes up either 12 mil or 300 mil. Yeshua gives a few drushes. Right? Yeshua's given a few drushes in the middle of the Yardin. We had a shaila how we walk through, or we walk through the same as the encampment, or we walk through single file. Okay, some fascinating stuff. Let's keep going into the setting over here. Now that Klaiso passed through the Yardin, we passed over the Jordan, the last person had walked through. And the water went back to its original place. And who carried the Arain went up from the Yardin. They moved back onto dry land. This is fascinating. Listen to this, Chavar. This is, this is, listen to what happened. The Kahanim went first, right? Put their feet in. The water splits. Everybody goes through. Now the Kahanim stepped backwards. They took their feet out of the Yardin. They went back onto the dry land. And the water returned by Yeshuvu. And the Meha Yardin Lumkaimam. And the wars of the Yardin went back to their place. By Yilchu, and they went, Kismal Shilshaim, the way they were previously, I'll call Gedaisov, back to its normal beaches and, and banks and, and so on and so forth. So what happened was, Nimtza, it turns out, Arain, that the Ark, the Naisav, and the, those who carried it, the Kahanim, and all the Kahanim, Mitzad Echad, were still on the original side, the Yisrael, Mitzad Echad. And now Kla Yisrael, was separated from the Aaron. We were now separated. We were divided. The Kahanim did not walk through the splitting of the Arden. Nasa Aaron es Naisav Avar. And what happened was the Ark, famously, this happened always, but the Ark did, is it carried those who carried it and brought them across. Everybody flew across with the with the Aaron. We know that the Levium 
seemed like they were carrying the Aaron, but the Aaron carried the Levim, which until today is is a, a practical message. The Aaron, we know, housed the Torah. People who support Torah, people who carry the Torah, the Torah carries you. The more you carry the Torah, right? A person makes sure that Torah is going to be established in Klai Yisrael. The Aaron is nice, yes, nice. The Aaron the, the takes care of those who uh, of those who take care of it. And the the Aaron brought the Kaihanim, the Fnei Ha'am, in front of everybody on the other side. And now we're going to talk about a few incidents about the Aaron. Uzzah was punished having to do with the Ark. In what ways? Let's explain. Shinamar as it says... By Avo Ar Gairin Kidoin. They came to the Gairin, the granary of Kidoin. By Yishlach Uza Es Yodai. And Uza stuck out his hand, Le'achais Es Aaron, to grab hold of the, uh, grab hold of the Aaron. Amal HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Uza. Okay? Now let me give a little uh, explanation of what's happening over here. Um, Uza. What, this is, um, I'm trying to remember where we can, no, this is a Gemara of Okay, I'm learning about Dezar with somebody, and we came across this uh, this story um, uh, recently, but it wasn't enough. So what happened was that the uh, the Arayn, at a certain point after we entered that show, it was prior to the Beis HaMikdash being, uh, being built, even the first Beis HaMikdash. So the Arayn was captured by the Plishtim. The Plishtim, uh, had captured the Aaron, and after a while, for various reasons, they decided to do to to do some sort of experiment to see if Hakadosh Baruch Hu still wanted them to keep the Aaron or whether they should be sending the Aaron back to Klai Yisrael. And they, they, they tied it to oxen, baby baby uh, uh, cows uh, that normally wouldn't leave the mother. They wanted to see whether it would against nature uh, they they would schlep the ark. Towards uh, you know towards Klal Yisrael, but um, the the Plishtim held it for for a little bit. And then they sent it back to to uh, Eretz Yisrael, and Davar uh, Hamelach at a certain point wanted it to go to Yerushalayim, and he had um, he had oxen going and pulling the wagon that had the Arim, and um, Uzzah was there on this journey. Okay, so that was just explaining who Uza. Uza was there on this journey of the with the oxen who were schlepping the Aaron to Yerushalayim for David Amelech. Okay, so Amalei Kadosh Baruch Hu. Again, Kadosh Baruch Hu says Uza Naisav Nasa Atzmai Uza Naisav Nasa Atzmai Lekoshkein. Uza's carrying it. Nasa Atzmav Lekoshkein. How much more so? In other words, Uza stuck out his hand as if to be carrying the Aaron. So. Uh, he was the the Uzzah shouldn't have shouldn't have done such a thing as if like the Aaron needs my help. Okay, he should have no. He should have realized that the the Aaron is the one that carries it from going back to the story of the Yardin. Uzzah was was punished in that spot. That the the mistake was that he touched the Aaron. That he he took care of his. Uh, he took care of his needs. He uh, he went, uh, he, you know, he uh, he went to the bathroom in front of the Aaron. Vayamasham im Aaron alikim, and it was near the Aaron that he passed away. You should know that even though 
Uza did Navera with this and he had to die because of it, but he came to Elam Haba, Shinamar, as it says, Im Aron Elikim, with the Aron Elikim, which means, Ma Aron La'ilam Kayim, just like the Aron we know famously is still in existence. We just don't know where it was when the Beis when, when, when Amikdash was destroyed, the first Beis Amikdash, and people, everybody tried to capture the Aron, the Aron vanished, either it was hidden away, some people say it was hidden lower down where the Beis Amikdash currently is. Wherever it is, the Aron, it's, it's impossible to destroy the Aron. The Aron is still in existence. And Ma Aron La'ilam Kayam, just like the Aron exists forever, Af Uza Ba La'ilam Haba. So to Uza uh, came to Elam Haba and is in existence forever. Okay. Who was this fellow? Huh? Who was this fellow? He was, he was part of the Mishpacha. He was part of the Mishpacha. He was a high up. He was a high up. He was, it was no, no, he was higher up. He was part, I think, was part of the royalty. I think, I think he's part of, uh, he's part of the royalty, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, and David uh, because Hashem uh, made a pretzis, something uh, something negative, a hole, a breach happened uh, to Uza. What does that mean? Amr of Elazar, Shenishtanu Panov Kicharara, that Davra Melech's face changed Kicharara. Kicharara is like a piece of coal, all right? Which means he became very sad, he became darkened. Whenever it says Vayichar, which means anger, doesn't mean like that their face became like black. There it says Af. And here it says, uh, uh, right. There it says, here it does not say, so what do you have a yichar with af? That means there's, uh, there's anger. But if it doesn't say, uh, doesn't say af, then it means that there's like tsar, there's, there, there's pain. It's, it's interesting, it comes from like a similar place when a person gets angry, there's, there's pain, but it's just expressed in a different way. Darash Rava, Rava gave a drosham, nenash David. Why was David punished? Now, how do you see David was punished? David, all David wanted over here was to bring the Aaron to Yerushalayim. That's all he wanted. But the Gemara says, David. So the Mepharshim here explained, it's a very important aside, and that is we have a concept in Halacha, we have a concept in Yiddishkeit, not Halacha, called Megalgalans Chus Al Yudei Zakai. Good things happen through good people. People are Zaycha. Have people who have the merit to have good things happen to them. And if somebody, even if it's not my fault, it's not my fault, but something negative had to happen through me, that means I need to look at my actions. Why did somebody else get hurt? Even completely unintentionally, why did somebody get hurt through me? I should be zeicher that people should have, that there should be positive things, right, that, 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 that come through me. By the way, you know, when we say in the end of Shemayin this is not the specific idea, but it's connected. He's saying at the end of Shmanesrei, a paragraph of uh, after Amavarach Zami saw Basholim. Yeah? So we have a. Um, what's the. Alekain Nitzar Lishani Meira, Usfasai Madamir Mirma. Should be honest, guard my lips from having to speak with deceit, even unintentionally. Right? For them, Kalai Nafshi Sidaim. Those who want to curse me should be silent. Venafshi and my soul ka'afar lakoltiya. Should be like offer. Should be like dust to everybody. What does it mean my soul should be like dust to anybody? 
What does it mean? No, it's fascinating. It'd be like dust. I mean, we're not nothing. It's right? What it means, I once heard from one of my rabbis. He says, the bracha is, when I walk around, people shouldn't be afraid of me. Sometimes, like when you come, when you come around, people are nervous that you're there. Right? The people are nervous whether they feel like the, they're walking on eggshells or either how I'm going to react or they're just intimidated by, my children are intimidated by my power or my strength or my anger or my... We're asking the Baruch Shalom, like, when people are around me, you know, it should be like, people should be, people should be comfortable when I'm around. It's a beautiful tefillah. No, is that a beautiful tefillah? She just be good. Like, David HaMelech was on such a high madrega that he deserved that things should just be good. So if he desired to bring the Aaron to Yerushalayim, and Uzzah died because of this decision to bring to Yerushalayim, what did the, it's, it's as if he's being punished here. The fact that Uzzah died because of David's decision, nothing to do with him, it's Uzzah's mistake. But to an extent, he's called punished. It's such a, such a beautiful concept. Why is Dabra Melech? It's because he calls the words of Taira Zemirais. He called it songs. As it says, Zemirais Hayulichu Kecha. I have songs uh, through your Taira from the house of my dwelling. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to David HaMelech, one second, the words of Torah that it says, you should close your eyes, and it's gone, you're going to call it songs. Yeah? It's not just a song. It's as if you're minimizing, so to speak. You're minimizing Torah by calling it a song. You will be nichshol in something. Something bad is going to happen to you that even school children know. As it says, he didn't give them the wagons because it was uh, it was kedusha that they had. And David thought that the aron should be uh, should be brought in a wagon. But really, the arm was always supposed to be carried on the shoulder. But instead of being carried on the shoulder, he sent in a wagon. Now, this is such a posh thing. But because of the mistake of sending in a wagon, Uzzah stretched out his hand and touched the arm, thinking he was supposed to carry it. And now he ended up, he ended up uh, dying. Okay. Why? Not proper coverage for the arm. Well, he wanted to put his hand on it as if he's carrying it. But he ended up touching the arm, which he wasn't allowed to do. Vayach ba'anshe b'shemesh kira'u ba'arin. The um, after the um, the plishtim sent back the aron, so vayachi was hit. When they when they saw the aron, he hit the people of um, of beishemesh. Okay. Um, so Rashi tells us that what happened was. Um, Davar Melech, for various reasons, used a wagon instead of having people uh, instead of having people carry it directly, and he ended up hitting the people of Beit Shemesh because they it seems Kirau they gazed they looked at the Aaron. Good, okay, you're bothered. The Gemara is also bothered. So let's explain. It says the Gemara Mishum Vayach. 
Yeah, because they looked at the orange. Don't look at my side of the bed, right? Because they looked, all of a sudden they, they got hit. That what happened was when the orange showed up to Beishemesh, they kept they stayed at work. They didn't come show covered. Okay, you have you have a gadol adar, which is not even as great as the orange. The orange is like the source of kedusha. The orange was the generator of holiness to Klal Yisrael. It shows up in your city. You're not going to go. I'm busy. I'm working. The bismashuga out of your mind. They didn't show. Pro- they didn't come greet the orange. That's what it means. They looked like oh orange, all right, back to work. Bismashuga, right? So, so uh, it was a lack of art. It was lack of covet. The Chadamar Mili Nami Amar, and the other opinion is, is that they also uh, didn't speak properly about the Aaron. How so? Lamed Hayamid Beis Mai Amrich De Amraisu Uman Also Alayich De Avsaisa. What they said was that uh, you know why, why'd you get so angry and uh, to the Aaron and also uh, who asked you to come now that uh, as if uh, as if uh, you're quiet. Okay. They, they were talking to the Aram, which again was, was excuse me, captured by the Plishtim, and they were basically saying like, oh, well, if you were captured, you must not be so Kadosh. Because nobody can mess with the Rabbanu Shalom. Yeah? So that's, that's disrespectful. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you how this, I mean, this is not even close to the level of disrespect. Not even close. But, Lahavdo, Mamish to separate. It's, it's as if there's somebody who's sick, and somebody has a problem, for whatever God's plan is, and you say, oh, well, you ser- of course you deserve it, because God's perfect. What, are you out of your mind? What are you doing? Right? Really? That, that's your job? Like, that, that, your job, the Torah says, right, is that when, when Aaron heard his sons died, we just had this a couple of parts ago, what happened? He was quiet. Everybody else cried. Everybody else cried for him. My job is to cry for you. My job is to care that right now there's something going on. Your job is to whatever. Take whatever message you, you want to take, whatever message God is going to send you. But for me to say, oh, God's perfect, and if somebody's going through a Torah, it must be they just, hey, they, you, there's something wrong with you. you, had, you right? That, that's, that, that's <laughs> it, it, it's wrong. <laughs> More than wrong. It's terrible. A terrible thing. On a much higher and deeper level, this is kind of like how they were viewing the Aaron. Like, oh, you have a problem? It must be you're not so perfect. <laughs> but it must be that there's an issue here. And there were, um, uh, amongst the people, there were 70 men and 50,000 men. What does that mean? Rabbi Volver, Belazar, Haramar Shivim Ish, Hayu, Bechol Echer, Bechol Shakal, Bechamishim Elef. Each man uh, was equal to 50,000 men. There were 50,000 men. Each one of them was equal to the 70 members of the Sanhedrin. So that was very, very Chashiva uh, people. Okay. And it was when those who were carrying the Aaron Hashem came, which means six steps. By Yizbach Shar, David Melech shechted an axe, Umeri, and he shechted a uh, he shechted a Meri, which is a younger younger type of animal. Okay, what's what's going on over here? What's the uksiv? And it says Shiva Parim v'Shiva Elim. There were seven Parim, seven bulls, and seven rams. So, what does that mean? What's happening over here? Amar of Papa Bar Shmuel. What exactly happened? Akol Psi Psi Shar Umeri. Every time he took a, a step, he shechted. An older ox and a, a younger. 
I'll call sheish v'sheish b'si. I shiva parim v'shiva il. And for each six steps, they shechted seventy bulls, uh, seven bulls, and seven rams. Amar le ruchista imkain malaysis kol yisrael b'abamis. If he did this, well, you had to bring a carbon on top of a mizbeach. So that means that he's the, the, the Eretz Yisrael should be lined with altars. Right, and that's certainly not what happened. Every six steps, he shechted a shor and a mari. Every six, uh, every thirty-six steps. Okay, every thirty-six steps, they would shecht uh, seven and seven. Okay, so there's at least there's less <laughs> altars than there was. But be it as it may, David Melech was going out of his way to show the ultimate kavod. Uh, as the Aaron was making its way to Yerushalayim. Okay. Ksiv, it says that when the Aaron was coming, Kidain, it says that it came uh, to the granary of Kidain. Uksiv, and it says, Nachain, and it says Nachain. So was it the the granary of Kidain, or was it the granary of Nachain? Amar of Yechinan, Rav Yechinan says, Ketchila Kidain, Ule Besayf Nachain, first start out as Kidain, and then it moved on to being Nachain. Those are different names. First you call a city one name, then you switch names. Nimtseis Ata Eimer, it comes out that we're going to say, Shleisha Mine Avonim Hayu. There were three, uh, there were three uh, uh, sets of stones. We're now going to head back towards the topic of Eber Hayardim. Echad Sheikha Maishab Eretz Mayav. put up stones uh, in Mayav before crossing uh, he set up these these uh, monuments explaining the clarity uh, the, and the, uh, the of of Torah so that the world will understand it. This is rep, rep, this is representing the Torah being spread in Gullus, right? Moshe Rabbeinu, who never came into Israel, put up these monuments with the Torah written on it for the nations, for the world to see outside of Eretz Yisrael. Ulalanu Weimer. And it also says the chasafta lehem alavanim is called the brayat erazayis for gaimer vaasio beer beer, and we can make a gzera shava of beer beer. That the same way Moshe put up his stones in Mayav, and it was written in all the languages, and it was clear, and and everybody understood. So too, when we came into Eretz Yisrael and we came to Har Evo, and we put up the monuments that we spoke about there, it was written in the same fashion. Vaechad shehikim Yeshua b'say chayardin, and the third one was Yeshua's uh, stones that he put up inside of the Yardin, inside of the Jordan River. Shemar, as it says, literally in the middle of the Jordan River, and the one that Yeshua said, uh, Okay, let's... We have three minutes left. How did Yisrael write the Torah on these stones by Har Evil. Rabbi Rabbi says, Al Gabi Avonim Kosvua. It was written on Al Gabi, like etched into the stones. Shem as it says, V'chasavta al Avonim is called the Brei HaTayra Azayis V'gaymer B'yachad Then afterwards, they coated it with plaster. Okay, so first, they wrote the words, then they coated it with plaster. Armalai Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says, L'dvarecha, according to your opinion, Heichlam du'umay shal oisei azman Torah. How did they learn Torah? Plaster, doesn't allow you to see the letters. It covers over the letters. So first you're going to inscribe it, and then you're going to white out. <laughs> what was that? What's, the, what's the purpose of that? So Amar Lai, so he says to him, Vina Yaseira Nosam Bahem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, V'shigru Naitreyem Shalahem, V'kiflu Es Hasid, V'hi Si Uha. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave them a Bini Yisera, an extra intuition, a level of understanding, and and uh, they chafed what was happening, and there's obviously so much deeper things happening over here in these Agarate Gemaras, but basically, Kaisal inscribed it, covered it, and then the Gayim had to go on their own and figure out that the, that covering should be removed so they could learn it. But we weren't just handing them the Torah as a freebie. They had to figure out, we covered it over, so to speak, this sounds familiar, right? We don't go around what's it called, proselytizing, right? teaching Torah to the nations, right? We don't go out and do that, not even close, right? But we, we put it out there, it's available. But then you cover it. And if they want to come, they can come get it. Right? You can come get it. And because of this, um, the, the, there were uh, the nations. They had an opportunity to come learn Torah, and they didn't. That no, it wasn't etched in the stones and covered in plaster. It was etched upon the plaster. And they wrote underneath on the bottom of the stones. The purpose of learning this Torah is so that you will not serve other gods and turn against Kodesh Which means that if you're going to do tshuva, we, B'nai uh, Yisrael, will certainly accept you. Amar Rabbi Barshila, Amar Rabbi Barshila, Barshila says, my time with Rabbi Shimon, what's the reason for Rabbi Shimon, again, who holds that it wasn't covered in plaster, but it was written on the plaster, the nations will be, will have a heat, a fire of plaster, which means al iske sid, the problem is going to be that the Torah was written on plaster and they shouldn't, they, they should have come to learn what it's about. Rabbi Yehuda, well, this will be our last step for today. And Rabbi Yehuda, he says, ki sid, no, it just means like sid, ma sid, ain't like takana ela sheifa, just like plaster, the only way to get rid of it is through burning, afaisim akusim, ain't lehem takana ela sreifa. So to the kusim, ain't lehem takana ela sreifa. You know, if they're not going to uh, follow the ways they're by, when they follow and they continue to serve, they're, uh, they continue to serve their Abay Dezara, they'll end up being Yerush Gehenim, end up uh, going downstairs. Okay, we'll hold it here for today, and Bez uh, Hashem, we'll pick up from Keman Ozla tomorrow, same time, hopefully from Yerushalayim. Have a wonderful, wonderful night, Chem.